0: Steve from the RetroMan blog, and uh, I'm in Gothenburg today, and I've been joined by uh, Matthias Hellberg. Uh, Welcome, Matthias. Thank you. Thank you. And hi, Steve. Hi. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, I'm glad that you came here. Yeah, no problem. And... uh, Really, what I'd like to talk to you about, for, for, first and foremost, is your brand new album you're working on Yeah. Uh, with the lineup, the Furheads. Yeah. So, can you give us a bit of background about the, the new record and the, and the band that you've got together?
1: Yeah,
2: the band got together for the tour for for the the, the last album that was called High in the Lowlands. That was recorded with uh, Matthias Orszog, uh, a, a singer songwriter. Yeah, he's got his own band called the Brothers of End. I shouldn't forget. <laughs> um, but he's writing a lot of songs, and he contacted me and, and said that he had written some songs that he, he he had been thinking of me singing them but that was in two thousand five when he contacted me the first time and I, I I had different things going on back then that i i I, I, I was working on an album with uh, with this uh, Swedish uh, African singer called Jackie, mm-hmm. and I had uh, done my first solo album in 2004, uh, and before that I had the hit Rosen Helberg thing going, and I've been, I had been doing a lot of sad songs mm-hmm. for a while. I wanted my next album to be something else. I wanted yeah. to go back to the Nymfennudlers, yeah, almost the, the yeah. where I come from, the like. The rock, rock and roll thing. Uh, so I, I, I liked the songs that he sent to me, but, but I didn't really have the, 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 I wasn't in the mood mm. for that kind of music because it, mm. it was kind of mellow.
3: say the grass is always greener on the other side, but it ain't true, no, no, it didn't last for more than days, I rocked the whole foundation of the world, the world where I was born. just set the place on fire and turn my back on you oh no i was a fool in every way my heroes were all masters in the art of leaving troubles all behind oh no but they were blind a quitter I
2: So after a while, I think I had like 20, 25 songs or something yeah. that he had sent me. And and in 2009, I think it was, I sat down and I was listening through all those songs and I picked 10 or 12 of them and I called him and I said, okay, I think I'm ready to do this. We should try to, to get together some, we should rent a cabin or something and just go for a week. and. Just record the songs, you and me. And then I had a couple of songs, and uh, and I was free to 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 do what I want. So it got to be more or less a collaboration. And we rented this old, uh, uh, not a church, but but it was like a mm. this really nice building that one of Mattia's friends yeah. Yeah. owns this place now. Yeah. So we went there and. and uh, We were there for a week and recorded high in the lowlands. Yeah. And that was just us. Uh, And and that's more mellow and... Yeah. Yeah, you heard it, so you know. When the album got released in Sweden, I put this band together. It's some really good friends of mine and great musicians that I played with in different other mm. projects. On bass, there's Nikke Ström from the legendary National Theater yeah, rock orchestra. He's a great bass player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he started playing in the 60s, you know, so yeah. he's been he's been around. And then there is uh, Johan Håkansson on drums, and he's playing with a lot of mm-hmm. different bands and solo acts here in Gothenburg. Yeah. Uh, and then it's Jonas Chanel on keyboards and he uh, used to play in a band called Sludge Nation when I first met him back in the Nymphed Noodlers days when we played in Gothenburg in I think actually he, he booked Nymfet Noodlers in 1993 right. for a show here in Gothenburg. And then he had a band called Her, Her Majesty. Uh, they did pretty good here in Sweden. And uh, now he's also in Christopher Ostrom's band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the band. We, we are a four piece. I do the guitars and I sing. And uh, Jonas even uh, plays drums. They're all so talented. (laughs) Yeah, it was a great band. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it is. ¡Ay! he has sent me more songs <laughs> mm. and I was quite eager to record a new album quick this time not mm. to wait for years so I think we had uh, 15 new songs yeah and I had someone some songs as well and uh, then we uh, went to to the woods. The silence studio up in the woods in Wärmland, where it's actually almost where I come from. Okay. It's where Hedros and Helberg recorded together in the darkness oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great studio out in the woods. It's an old school house, mm. all wooden, but it's in the middle of nowhere. You can't even, you can't you, you can't use your mobile phone. There's no, uh, what's it called? no reception. No reception yeah. mm. Uh, so you you the only thing you do is to make music yeah. and yeah. cook food yeah. and <laughs> have a drink and, you know, go out in the woods if you if you want to you can go and have a bath there's a great little lake and beautiful surroundings really yeah. I, I love it uh, and i had hadn't been there for almost ten years so it was it was quite a nice experience to be there again. The thing is that this time the songs were quite more like the High in the Lowlands mm. stuff from the beginning, Matthias' demos, but this time I asked for his permission to rearrange <laughs> the songs quite quite a bit. It turned out to be quite a groovy and danceable album this mm. time. Uh, and I'm really, uh, I'm uh, really satisfied. I, I should say satisfied. Cause you, you shouldn't be satisfied. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's a bad sign. It's always a like quest for satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Uh, but I'm really happy with, with yeah. how it worked out. And I really, I think that this, the, the songs work really good live. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have done a couple of gigs this summer, uh, mm. and it feels like this. The new songs really make something happen in a in a live situation To, to find out different kinds of music from all over the world. Mm. And, uh, there's so much going on, and mm. that there's so so much things. That's been lost. That's been found now again yeah. by different yeah. DJs going around in Africa, yeah. finding out yeah. albums that you yeah. never heard about. But now you can yeah. find compilations yeah. That's true. with with great stuff that uh, blows me away. So that and, and I always, I, I since I moved to Gothenburg in 1997, I, I've had different clubs. Before that, I had reggae nights and. Soul rights, and mm. now, now I don't, now I don't uh, label myself when I
0: spin records. And I think that's what you're doing in your music, isn't it? Because you are taking so many different strands of. Yeah, music, you can't it, just classify it.
2: It's, it's also a bit, uh, probably one of the reasons that that i my solo career hasn't gone that well <laughs> people can't label me i don't think it's the crowd or the audience the music listeners i think it's it's just a, it's just like more like record labels and 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 music industry people that that wants to put you in uh, this is what Matthias Helber is
0: doing. If they knew anything about your music they'd know they'd know that what's you don't know what's coming next. Actually I think that this is the first album that has at least two or
2: three songs that could be like radio yeah, friendly <laughs> if you <Yeah>. say that. <laughs> As we already talked about, all the different styles Mm. that I come from and that I like, Mm. you can you can kind of hear it in the music, and and hopefully that can that can bring people. Who liked Hit and Hellberg and like the White the White Moves album and people who like soundtrack. I mean, I I only been replacement guitarist with soundtrack all Lies but I kind of been in their circle. And and my plan and my my hope is to release the album in March yeah. next year. And if I if I don't find a label, I, I think I'm going gonna go for doing it my, just. Get distribution for it, and yeah, release it myself.
3: I try to keep my faith in love
0: so, tell us a little bit about your history. So, you're from Karlstad, which Costa, yeah. to me seems to be this hotbed of musical and artistic talent.
2: I was quite involved when I was in my teenage years in the in the local scene to to arrange concerts and bring bands to Karlstad that, yeah. that, that nobody else... Because there were no clubs or anything. So we, we, we were... We were um, renting different venues. We actually... We actually put up concerts in the in the canteen of the one of the universities, okay. uh, and um, had concerts there at, at the weekends. Mm. Uh, what sort of bands were you bringing? Into cow was it all just? There was n- there was not many international bands. I think Sham 69 was there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and this great Finnish band called Lamurder, Mord, La but they were in Finnish, they called themselves Seel and which means Soul Brothers in Finnish. Mm-hmm. That's one of the most important gigs I ever been to. Oh, really? Uh, it was totally amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Such a strong force and energy on stage, yeah. and something else. It was music. I was. I yeah, it was such, just such a force. And also we had a Union Car by Productions <laughs> oh, yeah.
3: uh, in famous gig.
2: When they started to play, those 90 people who had paid for the tickets mm. just ran out of the venue. It was they fucked up the PA totally. I think Abbott broke about five microphones. <laughs> Bjorn Olson fell asleep and got his guitar wired up in the light rig and it <laughs> fell down and. Uh, it was ju- I think they played maybe five or six songs mm-hmm. and the, the venue was
0: empty. Oh, right. It was just us who worked there. <laughs> yeah. And were you, playing, in, a, were you playing in a band at the time? Yeah. Yourself? I had a band called
2: Ugly Jake. Oh yes, yes. Named after my brother. <laughs> he was very I bet happy. appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, he was very happy about that. Uh, he's not ugly though, but <laughs> he, he thought he was cool. He thought he was like some kind of like a Clint Eastwood character, <laughs> spaghetti western guy. And here comes Ugly <laughs> Jake. And then you formed Dim Fett Noodlers? Yeah. It came out of Ugly J, kind of. Because we we were, we had a, we got our first gig in Gothenburg. And uh, one week before we were supposed to go to Gothenburg and play, the the guitarist smashed his hand into a wall and he had a fight with his girlfriend. Luckily (laughs) enough, he didn't hit her, but hit the wall and broke his hand. So then I asked Matthias to if he could... And we had kind of been talking about... And we actually had Nymphed Noodlers. That was the name of a cover band we had. We played MC5 yeah. and Studios, yeah. Alice Cooper, yeah. old 60's psychedelic songs. That was me and Matthias and some other guys from yeah. other bands in Costa. Mm-hmm. That, actually, that was actually called me for the noodles. that was a cover band. Matthias joined the Ugly Jake and the first rehearsal we had, we, we, we started to play totally new songs. And I just kind of made up lyrics in the moment. So that gig we had in Gothenburg, there we played, I think we only played six or seven songs, but they were all new. Yeah. yeah. And, and with Matthias there was something that really clicked for me like a partner in yeah. music yeah yeah because we really had the same influences mm. back then we were way into stooges and mc5 and, yeah. and velvet underground and all that so
0: and was martin headross no you he, the time? He,
2: no he was not with us i already had met ebbot uh,
0: the Union Carbide Yeah,
2: because then we, we we had another uh, Junior Carbide gig arranged when they, I think that was in, that was when they released the third album, From Influence to mm. So it must have been in 1991, I think. We had them back, and this time the, the crowd stayed, <laughs> and they did, uh, I don't know, it was a, it was a great performance. I, I remember Patrick is almost falling asleep <laughs> instead that
0: night. <laughs> There's a th- recurring theme through their gigs, isn't it? I don't know how yeah. they can fall asleep during a Union Carbide gig. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> weird, but <laughs> I don't know. So I, I,
2: I talked to Edward about producing for <laughs> Noodlers, and he was actually at that gig we, we did. So... Uh, yeah, he was into it, and
1: uh, so
2: he produced your first album. Going yeah, cool. we, we first we we, we uh, recorded what was only supposed to be a four-track demo tape, oh, yeah. Yeah. but we went down to Gothenburg, and and that was the impeccable impeccable scene. selection, yeah. Weeks before we went down to Gothenburg we realized that we wanted keyboards and we had this guy on saxophone called Simon Hedwig, and and he knew a guy playing keyboards and we said okay bring him here (laughs) and he brought Martin Hedrus to to the rehearsal. He was at the same school as me and and Matthias but he he was going studying music. Those guys were, like, not that cool.
0: Which is ironic, Martin we, now is really cool guy. <laughs> <cool>. Yeah. <laughs> so we were uh,
2: kind of uh, <laughs> uh, skeptical in the beginning. <laughs> but then he, yeah, I think he said something like, Well, uh, I never really played rock and roll, <laughs> but, but I, I try my best. <laughs> and we started to play, and we were playing quite loud, and and he uh, he went nuts, yeah. <laughs> and he played like hell, and I think it was kind of a relief for him to to join us. Mm-hmm. That's what I like
0: to think that anyway but
2: well, and we were like yeah man you got the job that's it yeah,
0: yeah. cuz yeah, I mean if people have seen soundtrack of Elias on stage you know he's a, he a sickle classical, s- classically trained pianist is a fantastic yeah, guy but kind of he's, on stage, his he rock he rocks out doesn't he you know yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah and and he I can tell you that he can change his wardrobe <laughs> quite <laughs> quick as he joined us <laughs> And then we, yeah, we recorded impeccable selection, and we toured Sweden, Denmark, Norway, mm. but but never outside Scandinavia mm. or anything. So how did Wayne Kramer pick up on the? Oh well, that was, was uh, actually I sent the album to his record label. And then uh, Wayne Kramer were going to play in Gothenburg, and me and Matthias went down to Gothenburg to see the gig, and we went to Ben Jan's record store, legendary record store in Gothenburg, and. Uh, Lars axe. He's actually, sadly enough, he's not with us anymore. But uh, he was a guy working there, and he he, he liked movers and uh, Union Carbide. He was too, He always came up to you when you were banging us with good choices of psychedelia and stuff. He knew everything about the old garage psychedelia scene. So. But, but some Ian Matthias came in there and he came up to us and said, Hey guys, are you going to see Wayne Kramer tonight? Oh, yeah, that's why we're here. So, oh, cool, and that's cool what he said in the newspaper. And we were like, what? Oh, haven't you seen? I mean, no. And he came up with this. Uh, Gothenburg newspaper, and it was uh, this big interview with uh, Wayne, and and he said like they asked him if he listened to any any current music, and he was like, yeah, not that much, but I got a CD from actually a Swedish band called the Nymph
0: of and it (laughs) blew me away. (laughs) I was like, shit, yeah. So this is so one of the we, heroes of the MC Fives, so yeah. You your band, didn't you? we? We we
2: were like, oh man, we got to go down. He's probably here now, yeah. we're having sound check. We got to go there. So, so we went to the club and uh, <laughs> and he was actually closed, but they let us in and and they. The guy who was cleaning up or something, he said, "Aren't you the guys from the Infonuers?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. Wayne Kramer's here, and they they asked if you were coming to the gig. Oh, mm, okay. And we were what? Fantastic. <laughs> so, so we went down there, and and they, yeah. Hi, Wayne. We are we are from the Infonuers,
3: and we oh! my brothers oh great
2: (laughs) yeah he was really nice to us and we got t-shirts and cds and he signed it like oh Oh, that's wonderful he was yeah he was so sweet to us i played guitar with the helicopters on their first u.s tour in 1998 yes all of a sudden there's a call to the tour manager and he said hey is, is there someone in the band from from a band called Nymphant Noodlers? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Oh, it's Wayne Kramer's manager. <laughs> and he he wants to meet you in LA. Oh yeah, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that was like... Uh, a feather in my hat oh, in good. between the helicopters. Guys. Yeah. Like, oh, shit is Wayne coming. <laughs> yeah, he likes the new, the new you the band. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah, so he joined us for two songs. We played a uh, fantastic. Uh, we did the looking at you, looking at you. Yeah and uh, one of the Helicopter songs, he joins us oh. as well. I mean, he really liked, he had Helberg as well. And, and last time I met him was when Abbott had his birthday when I was with Soundtrack in LA.
0: Oh, he joined you on stage, didn't he? Yeah. He, he came on stage. Yeah I, I call, then, yeah, I called for him and he was, yeah. So it
2: was a surprise for Abbott. He didn't know anything. Oh, he didn't know?
0: Too. No. Oh, that's fantastic, isn't it?
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. So, yeah. So, with the Infect so, you, you know, you're building up, and you've got a good... Reception from everybody, you yeah. But the we, we were at the, at
2: the same time, we were totally out from the scene in Sweden at that time, it was mm. totally sho- sho- shoe gaze <laughs> and blurred. Oasis, ah, maybe they had, a,
0: yeah, ride bands oh, like yeah. that. And you were doing sort of real heavy
2: Yeah, we did Stooges that, rock the Stooges, MC5, and even with some even more weird arrangements. Yeah. Yeah. That was a little bit over the top for the ordinary rock yeah, crowd, see. maybe. Then, a couple of years later, there was a boom of those MC5, Stooges, influenced bands. That's right. But I think you can, kind of hear in the Nymph Noodler's full length album at least that things that you can hear in Sound Regular Lives later on. Yeah. Well, I think in songs so. like yeah. Unlimited Sympathy and Yeah. yeah. Father.
3: Try to give
2: For a while and but i mean the press or the media didn't write anything about us i must say matthias changed quite a bit for a while Mm. uh, musical wise Mm. and he started to write songs in a uh, and he also joined this band, that was a great band, Mind Jive, from Costa. Oh,
0: Mind Jive, yeah.
2: He quit drinking and...
0: He so he's more than just a musical Vegetarian, vegetarian differences. and no uh, it's everything. Yeah, total makeover. I've never heard of a band split up on dietary differences. It's normally <laughs> musical differences.
2: No, yeah, it was quite an experience. <laughs> Things just fell apart with different
3: numbers.
0: We know that Martin went on to join Ebert after the Union Car Bar they've been uh, he, he already Southie had...
2: He, he had already joined the, the, the start of Soundtrack New yeah. Lives. Yeah. I think they called it Levity Ball or something like that. I remember Ebbot calling me when the, when they did the last or the last tour of Union Carbide Productions.
1: Yeah.
2: Ebbot called me and asked, "Do you think we could uh, use Martin as keyboard to play for Union Carbide?" And it's not up to me to decide. Call Martin and ask him. And uh, He did, yeah. and. Uh, Dan Martin joined. Yeah. First Union Carbide, and then he was oh, under he chose, the so wings so oh, okay. of yeah. Ebbots yeah. By then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he had started playing with what what became Soundtrack of Our Lives.
0: Inspired you to get back into playing music again. Somehow Martin and I
2: talked, and uh, I think we kind of both missed playing together. Mm. Mm. Uh, so then this idea came up about doing something just the two of us, piano and vocals. Just yeah. take it and so just, just to do everything right now. Yeah, and do do s- rock songs or songs mm. that we liked. Cover songs, you know. just play bars in, in in
0: Gothenburg mostly. So this is what you did as Hedros and Helberg, and what
2: you yeah, it's, with... it, started, it started out. I, I still lived in Karlstad. Martin lived down, I, so I started to come down to Gothenburg at times, and we got together and rehearsed songs, and played some bars. And I joined a band called Hot Love, it was uh, Patrick Caganes from Union Carbide and uh, Per Helm from Union Carbide who played bass in Union Carbide but now he played drums. And a guy called Stum, who who you nowadays find in a band called Mustache. and a guy called Fabian, who played in a band called uh, Mufflon 5, before Butler, And that was some... Yeah, that was... Uh, kind of bad company as well. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. the most healthy band I've been playing with. Or healthy, but... Mm. I, yeah, it was... Uh, days, but uh, it was good fun. We'd, we only played Gothenburg. Oh, so it was that, kind that's, of that's, wild. That's we, a, we, we we recorded a vinyl. We released one vinyl single. Yeah. I think
0: that one is quite rare. I think well, we made two hundred copies that's rare, or something. That's a bit of a rare one. I mean, I've never heard of Pop Love, and that's got you. And Patrick and a pair from Union Carbide. So, I mean, that's uh, one for collectors, isn't it? Yeah. It's on by white vinyl. White Wall. Oh, wow, there's going to be a lot of people checking the record stores now. Uh, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, we sold it at shows, and they, I think they
2: sold it at Bengals. I think it was 200 copies. I think I have two copies. <laughs> So tell us uh, uh, like the Hedros and Hellenberg yeah, idea that was... Yeah, uh, started when I moved here, more or less, Then so we played here. I think one of our first gig was at
0: that stage. Oh, okay. Well, Pustovic. Yeah. So the concept was is, is an unusual one, isn't it? Because you're taking sometimes quite heavy songs, like, let's say, the good example is The Stooges' No Fun, Yeah. which is, as most people would know, is a complete guitar freakout. Yeah. But you're playing it with just piano and vocals.
3: No fun, my babe, no fun, no fun, my babe, no fun.
0: the genius Um, of a good cover version isn't it Because you're taking it and doing it in a completely different way. And Iggy approved to it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh so you've heard from Iggy as well? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, he liked it. Great. Oh, It's it's a great version I recommend anyone checks it out. Yeah. Yeah. But but Did uh, you ever consider taking the idea, did you do any of your own material with just the two of you? Not not in the start,
2: we were only doing cover songs and then we Mm. We uh, decided to go to Kosta and to record the songs, some of the songs that we played live just to make it, you know, just just because we thought maybe we can do this in Stockholm and other cities. So we uh, went to Niklas Stenholm who who actually put out the Nymphant Noodle stuff on Help Records Mm -hmm. who later also put out the Björn Wolfson records? And he had, he had built this little studio in, in, this, uh, in, in his parents' old restaurant in the basement. So we were, one night, we just, Martin was sitting upstairs in the restaurant playing the piano, and I was downstairs, and we just uh, recorded these eight songs. I think that was in 98. We did that one night and that was it. And we never thought about it mm. anymore. Um, we never even cared to get the songs from Niklas mm. and do a demo, we, we, it was just kept in the camp. Oh, right. <laughs> I think it was one year later when Niklas called me and said, hey, those songs you recorded, you and Martin, I've been listening to them a lot. And it's quite good. And he was like, "Is it okay with you if I release this as an album?" And I was "Well, yeah, why not?" But I, who's gonna buy that? It's cover songs. <laughs> it's just me and Mark. I mean, it's like troubadour style. Yeah, it's, yeah but and he was like, "No, but I think oh, yeah. this is. I think people can like this." Oh, okay. So he released the album and it was total success, mm. Cri- uh, especially critically yeah. wise. I think it went to number three on the critics list of albums in Sweden that yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, what? <laughs> Fantastic. And then we, so we started touring, proper yeah. touring on yeah. real venues instead of only bars yeah. so that, uh, that came out of nothing I mean uh, of course Martin at the same time were, they were soundtrack were in the early stages, or stages of breaking through mm-hmm. as well so this and Helberg thing just kept spinning and, and then Ryan Adams found out about us and asked us to tour with him so we did a European tour with him. Oh great. That was great. Yeah. And uh, Van Morrison asked us to open for him in Germany one really? night in Cologne so
0: we did that. And So you've been getting a lot of recognition from people that you've actually admired haven't you? Yeah. yeah along the way. It's,
2: yeah. Right? It was quite weird and at at the same time it got really sad cuz soundproof but they were taken off. Yeah. At the same time as he Aerosmith, Helberg yeah, just yeah, yeah. turned into something that we we got offered a lot of different tours. I suppose it was difficult to do the two things. Yeah, at the same it time, was impossible. It? Yeah. it turned out that I, we had to say no to different tours. Ryan mm. Adams wanted us to do an even longer tour the day, the year after we did the first mm. tour, and then that would. Crash with two soundtrack all eyes gigs, and if we didn't do the whole tour with Ryan, we wouldn't get the whole tour. Mm. Yeah, things like right. that. So yeah, it's tough, one, it? So then I just called Martin and said we have to pull this off. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. otherwise I'm gonna sit here and get bitter. Because we can't do the tours we're yeah, asked yeah. to do, and you got—I I know you got to go with sound, soundtrack, It's, yeah, yeah. it's uh, your first thing to do. Yeah. This wasn't yeah. supposed to be anything. Yeah. But so let's call it a quit. Yeah. So we decided to quit, and yeah. Yeah. when we did, in 2003, mm. we had the last mm. gig here in Gothenburg, and that was amazing mm-hmm. we were supposed to play at this, this uh, old uh, there's an old cinema venue mm-hmm. over the, across the street mm-hmm. here 700 oh, yeah. seats yeah. Yeah. but I think it was a month before the gig that was sold out so they moved the gig to their concert house okay. which is is that, and 1300.
0: the album Um,
2: Yeah, that's what came out on the live album. Yeah, but that night was totally amazing. Sometimes I feel
3: so happy Sometimes I feel so
0: for you to actually get your first solo album out, didn't it? Which was the self-titled
2: hey, Did you take that He said uh, the guy, uh, Daniel Scotti, who uh, recorded the last EP that we did with Heroes and Halbert called Take Care, he was on me, actually, because he did the live sound for Heather Halbert. So then at the party after that last gig, he was on me like, okay, Matthias, now we're going to silence and do your solo album. You, you got to, we got to start working on that now. And so he really pushed me on that. Mm. So mm. thanks to him, I would say good. Yeah, we, I, I got a band together mm. and uh, I had some songs that I had throughout the years which, that we hadn't played with for Nooblers and, and also some collaborations with Matthias that year, and some other guys. And that turned out to be the first song and it was released in 2004.
0: An artist, well, not you? With yeah, the actually, yeah, the solution, and that was with Sonic's rendezvous bands, Scott Morgan, Scott Morgan yeah. wasn't it? And that and was like a from helicopters. Yeah. yeah, that was great. A great it's a, that's that's a a good, good. Great.
2: Yeah, that's a good stuff, isn't I it? I think we were, some of the gigs we were fifteen peoples with the. Four girls the in the backing the brass, vocals and yeah. four guys in the yeah, chorus yeah. section. Yeah. That was great fun. When it was time to tour, he wanted to play the drums and he called me and I want you to play guitar on this tour. And mm. So I did and then we recorded an album as well. Yes, it's a good album. Mm. That was fun. And I mm. toured with, toured and recorded with Stefan Sundström, a Swedish solo guy and, uh, mm. and uh, Jackie a uh, girl from Uganda who lived in Gothenburg, now she lives in uh, Germany. Uh, we we wrote an album t- together that came out as her second solo album. Uh, and that's also in 2005 I joined National often as the singer.
0: Uh, so this is quite a legendary Swedish band. Yeah. We're talking earlier from the what, the 70s or were they early a, 70s? Early 70s. Yeah. And then you actually ended up as a as a vocalist. Yeah. Okay. They had uh,
2: they always had two vocals the, the guy who started the band and who wrote. Most of the songs, he's still in the band, mm-hmm. singing, playing guitar. Mm-hmm. The other original vocalist, called Totta when he sadly he passed away in 2005. Mm. Uh, so
0: that's when I came into the band. How was that stepping into a, the sort of shoes of a quite a legendary Swedish band?
2: I, it was kind of weird, because I, I really... I hadn't been into that band that much. Mm. I, I've always heard heard the, the music on parties and stuff because mm. it's very grounded in Swedish rock history, yeah. the songs and the music. So, but uh, and it, it was the first time for me singing in Swedish, and uh, so that was a new experience. And, uh, <laughs> I only got one rehearsal and then we played at the Peace and Love Festival, the first gig
0: in front of 10,000 people. Wow. And that was quite an experience. So, how did how did fans of the band take to you being the new vocalist? I mean, because I know what good. music fans are like, you know, if they've got someone stepping into a well, legendary band.
2: But most of them was it, was it good? gave me
3: a good hand.
0: It wasn't the same band you have now, is it?
2: Is it? No, it was uh, l- l- Actually, we had, f- I think we had five drummers already. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but on the album, it's Ludwig uh, Dahl. Dor- yeah, yeah they all blew up. But on the album, uh, it's uh, Lud, uh, Ludwig Dahl, who's the drummer from uh, International Noise Conspiracy. And and now he's playing with Matthias Beret in yeah. Freefall. I was going to say, it's a nice circle, isn't it? Cause, yeah. Because
0: Ludwig is now playing with Matthias. Yeah. And he's a great drummer as well. Yeah, he's brilliant. It
2: mm-hmm. he, uh, he, uh, he was so much fun to meet up with him and and to hang out. We we, we started hanging out quite much for a while before we we recorded the album. Oh yeah, he's brilliant and he's got a great taste in music, so uh, he turned me on to a lot of stuff that i hadn't been listening to but he put on i think it was the first or second funkadelic album yeah, it was i was totally amazed i was like oh how could i sell those albums because i have sold them <laughs> <since>. <laughs> oh this is just <laughs> beautiful it's great i mean wow this is psychedelic <laughs> so this is what took you into the and, and that the yeah, so? I don't know if it did, but but it really had an impact on what the White Moose thing turned mm. into. <laughs>
0: Band, the third, it's together, yeah. And you've got the new album which you're working on. Do you, uh, do you sort of see yourself getting this as a, as a sort of long term band, or again, do you, are you always thinking next one I want to change, next thing I want to do something different? Or no, I think this
2: time, and I hope I cross my fingers. I mean, all those guys in the band do play with other guys, in the bands, some... and are great musicians. So I I, I realised that I I really gotta work hard and, and uh and push myself into to to do even better and and kind of take more control over what I wanna do and uh, and be productive and take care of the band and, and show them respect and show them that I really want them to play with me.
1: Yeah.
2: And be in my be in yeah. my band and yeah. and that we
0: are a band. Yeah. I want to be part of that. Yeah. band. Yeah. I, uh, so you'd like to grow this over a couple more albums rather we, than just maybe yeah. go to another project? Because I you feel, I, that I you feel
2: that with these guys we can really play. The songs from all of my albums. It is a great lineup, and as I said, I'm, I really I gotta be careful now and, and keep those guys together, <laughs> keep them to me, and uh, just make the best out of it. And, uh, and uh, I mean, as far as it comes to la- record labels or whatever. I'm definitely going to have this album out next year, For it's going to be out yeah, a, somehow, and, and it's, it's, to me, it's, I guess, a lot of bands and musicians always speak about their latest album as the best one, and it's like a cliché, but maybe this isn't the best album that I've done, but... I'm pretty sure it's the most outgoing, most uh, danceable, groovy, catchy that I've done so far.
0: on news of the of the album and obviously we'll um, give it a big plug when it's uh, when it's released and we look forward to, to hearing it when it's out in the shops.
2: Yeah and I, and I also want to push uh, for the the Spiders and the Graveyard tour coming to yes. England. That's coming to important. England. So we'll do another two great bands yeah. on tour together. Yeah. So great. And Work uh, out I for those. guess
0: you will hear about Spiders and we'll have a look. And thank you for your time today, Matthias. We appreciate thank it. You. And for all for all the best you for the new album. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks. You, you, you can't find vinyl stores. No, that Where? was Did
2: weird. I, I, I was uh, I went to London to I think it was two years ago to see the Black Keys mm. at the Stormac Academy. Mm. And I was there for two days, mm. and, I, and I, I was desperately looking for a record shop. Right. I couldn't <laughs> find one. <laughs> right. The yeah. funny thing is, I asked someone on the street. Do you, <laughs> it, it, it was actually quite a young guy. And I asked him, "Do you know where I can find a record shop?" And he was like, "Then what's <laughs> a record shop?" "It's yeah, a museum." "What what, what is that?" <laughs> yeah. Hey, "Oh yeah. Do you know vinyl, c- CDs, <laughs> music?" Yeah, "Music? Yeah." "Oh, no. No, I don't know. No. I don't think there are any." No. "Okay."